Hey everybody, it's Kara here. We want to thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Buzz with Bernie. We're really excited to hear from the South Carolina Department of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Director, Dwayne Parrish, today. But we have a quick note before we jump in. We recorded this interview with Dwayne on April 17th. That was just before Governor McMaster announced the reopening of beaches on April 20th. So please keep that in mind when you're listening today. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the buzz. Welcome back to The Buzz with Bernie, an economic development podcast. I'm Kara Gormley, here with host Bernie Maybank. Uh, Bernie's got his finger on the pulse of economic development in South Carolina. And when it comes to economic development, our next guest is a big player. In fact, Dwayne Parrish uh, got a number of shout outs at a recent press conference held by the governor. Uh, obviously, people want to hear what he has to say, right, Bernie? It, it, they do. Tourism is the hospitality industry is perhaps the largest in South Carolina. And for certain areas of our state, like Myrtle Beach and Hilton Head, it's, it's one of the largest in the United States. And it's big time for South Carolina, especially when we, talks about, we talk about tax revenue. We'll talk to Dwayne about that and a lot more after the break. Stay tuned to The Buzz. Welcome back to The Buzz with Bernie, everyone. We're excited to talk with Dwayne Parrish. He is the director of the South Carolina Office of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism. And Mr. Parrish, we have to say, obviously, with COVID-19, this part of our economy has been hit so hard. It started around spring break. Now we're looking at getting into summer vacation time. How are you all and your staff, everybody there, holding up? But we're holding up fine. Obviously, it's a little different. Like many people around across the country, working virtually from home is a challenge. But um, we figured out how to do it. Thank goodness for technology. We're able to accomplish things uh, virtually, if you will, including this meeting. So we're holding up okay. And, you know, we've been through hurricanes. We've been through 9-11. We'll get through this, too. Hospitality industry, how, how big is it as an industry sector in South Carolina? Sure, Bernie. It accounts for about $24 billion in economic impact for the state, depending upon measurement. Uh, one of the largest industry, industries in the state, if not the largest. We employ okay. about 10, 10 to 12% of the workforce, 220,000 people around the state, or at least we did. And uh, so, you know, we're a big impact. We're a great place to visit. And what's the scope of the hospitality industry? Let's, why don't we start with PRT itself? Tell us about the PRT facilities in South Carolina. Sure. Well, in, in terms, you know, the P, the P in part is state parks. We have 47 state parks. They've been closed for a few weeks. Um, and we're taking this time, quite frankly, to uh, fix them up, if you will, work on some projects and uh, have them all nice, clean, and shiny when everything's said and done. But we're going to be ready to open at the right time. Um, we're looking, putting together a plan now for when that is and uh, how, what it'll be. It'll likely be, you know, baby steps, incremental openings, uh, probably not gathering places like picnic shelters and the like. Um, so, but parks will be ready when the time comes. And we also have our welcome centers, state borders, which are nine. We've been open the whole time there, but we've had the doors closed with a phone number on the outside and someone could come out and assist if need be. So we've sort of, you know, while we're certainly pared way down from what we normally are from those perspectives, um, we're still operating. And lastly, the film office, um, you know, production is not going on right now around the country in terms of film and television for the most part. 
Um, and so at least not for scripted series. And so we're uh, sort of on hold there, but we'll come back. A lot of great things. OBX just opened up on Netflix last <laughs> night. It was filmed in Charleston. Yes. You have a chance to see some things around the state if you watch that and you're uh, binge watching at home. When you talk about the hospitality industry, Mr. Parrish, are there any safeguards in place? Have you enacted anything to try to help that sector here in the state with PRT? Well, obviously, the governor and some of his executive orders, the first safeguard was probably closing dining rooms. Obviously, a lot of people sit together at tables. So going to takeout, delivery, and pickup only was the first really safeguard in our industry in terms of um, you know, uh, practicing social distancing, if you will. Um, in regard to hotels, they've done quite a bit, much like grocery stores. Many of them have the plexiglass in front of the, front, uh, in front of the desk right now. But 40% of our hotels across the state are closed right now. They'll take that time to reassess, A, when to open, B, what safeguards to put into place. We have a task force um, with the South Carolina Restaurant and Hospitality Association, excuse me, South Carolina Restaurant Lodging Association that will put together some of the recommendations for what hotels should do when that time comes. And so the, the hospitality industry includes, the private hospitality industry includes hotels, convention centers, restaurants, golf facilities. Which of them are, are legally closed, they have to be closed? Is that just the restaurants? Um, well, restaurants are closed, Bernie, but they're, they're, you know, many of them have closed of their own volition. Um, they didn't, they're not able or unable to sustain themselves through just takeout and delivery only. Probably 25% are closed right now. Um, I, we, we track the hotels, but we don't track the restaurants, but it's probably the 25% range. Um, hotels are open. Um, only local ordinance in Myrtle Beach is really, or in the Grand Strand, I should say, that area closed a number of hotels there. So there are very few hotels open in the Grand Strand area. But the rest of the hotels, um, restaurants are all open around the state with the exception of the percentages I just mentioned. Are golf facilities, country clubs, are they required to be closed? Yes, golf courses are open. We sort of mirrored what some other states did, um, particularly Virginia and Arizona in regard to golf. You know, we thought golf was a social place where you could still practice social distancing. Um, you know, things like uh, one person per cart, um, turning the cup upside down where no one has to touch something that someone else touches. Um, the golf courses are doing a great job of sterilizing the carts after each use. So we felt golf was still a safe place to, to go. Um, again, some golf courses have closed of their own volition, but the majority around the state are still open. So the governor's executive order allows recreation and I noticed that he has reopened uh, boat landings. Uh, is, there a, is there any thought to reopening uh, some of the parks? Yes, as I mentioned a moment ago, we're putting together a plan to reopen parks now. The big key is when, and whatever date we put in there is written in pencil because it's such a fluid situation. But my guess is as soon as he senses that we're available to do that and that we're ready, and the public's ready, um, you know, a key point, I think, for the boat ramps is for people to practice social distancing. If they don't, it is sort of a test phase, if you will. If they don't, it can set us back some in regard to reopening. But if people do, and I think they're much more cognizant of that than they were, say, three or four weeks ago, I think if people social distance, social distance, don't do stupid things and practice and practice social distancing, I think we'll, starly, we'll slowly start to see the economy and the tourism industry sort of reopen. And I, I know a lot of folks are thinking that, and, and this question is actually for both of you because uh, you know a little something about taxes, right, Bernie? I, I do worry about, uh, even if we do turn the corner with the deficit in the tax base, you know, people are traveling less, that's the gas tax. We're talking about all these folks coming in from a tourism standpoint. 
from the state, South Carolina, how is this going to affect us in the long run? Can we bounce back quickly? The, the hospitality industry is actually one of the largest tax generators in South Carolina. In addition to paying property and income tax like everybody else, they pay sales tax, they pay state accommodations tax, they pay local accommodations tax, and they pay hospitality taxes. And those taxes are in some part dedicated to drawing more tourism. So those taxes, I assume tax collections have fallen off the map, be fair to say. Yeah, um, the last couple of years, we generated about 1.8 billion in state and local taxes as, as an industry. Right now, that number is down. If you take a look at hotel occupancy, we're, we're, at, we're at the 15 to 20% range in hotel occupancy at a time of year when we would normally be in the 80 to 85% range. So we're down dramatically. But um, the question is, how long does this recovery take? Um, but again, I do believe it's staged in that crawl, walk, run process. So, but I anticipate um, the tourism industry being down somewhere between 40 to 50%. That same, that would hold true for restaurants, revenue for hotel revenue, and it would hold true for state and local taxes. And how about the golf tournaments? I, I see where the mass, where uh, some tournaments are going to reopen, but without spectators or limited spectators. Is there been any talk about in, in, in um, Hilton Head reopening that golf tournament? Yes. Um, we announced yesterday that the um, RBC Heritage will be played on June 18th through the 21st of this year. Um, it will be a made-for-television event. will be carried live by CBS and the Golf Channel that Thursday through Sunday, um, but there will not be any spectators there. Right now, it is scheduled to be the second opening event of the PGA Tour's 18 event schedule for the remainder of this year. Um, you know, the, the first several are tentative, obviously. Um, the first one is in Fort Worth. Um, if something happens there, the Heritage could conceivably be the first term of the PGA. I know people are sports-starved right now on television, and, but for us to be able to showcase Hilton Head and the South Carolina coast to a national audience that really wants to play, I mean, really wants to watch. And then we have a number of PGA Tour players that really want to get back out on the tour and play. We expect the field to be fantastic. Um, that's a great event for us. It's our largest annual sporting event in the state of South Carolina. So we're excited about that. We hope that maintains and holds and will, and will actually take place in June. Any discussion of the Volvo tennis tournament coming back? No, not at this point. You know, they're regrouping, but they'll be ready for 2021. Come back strong. They've already announced they'll be back next year. Um, so, And I expect it to be, uh, um, again, to draw a big crowd, a great field next year, and come next April. Mr. Parrish, you've lived through natural disasters. Uh, we really haven't seen anything like this, though. Take us behind the scenes. What are you talking about with state leaders right now effectively to bounce back when you talk about the decline in, in tax revenue? Uh, it is. That's a, that's a gut punch. How do we recover? It's a big gut punch. You know, a hurricane seems easy right now. I mean, it has been uh, nothing like I've ever experienced in my time, my 45 years in the hospitality industry. And that's a lot of things from 9-11 to uh, the recent depression and 08 or recession in 08 and 09. How do we come back just like we have before? You know, you have to be resilient. You have to have a plan in place. We're working on that as I speak. Um, we have a recovery plan in place for the state. Um, a lot of that will be mirrored by a lot of our destinations around the state. Our destination is the great part about our state from Myrtle Beach to Charleston to Greenville. They know where, they know where their visitors are. They know how to get them. But probably some, a couple of key things I want to point out in our, in our plan to, for recovery. Right now, I think as we go through this process, um, 
The good news for South Carolina, we're a state that 81% of the people drive into our state to visit. So, and I think that's where people go first. They get in their car and they go on individual trips. I'm not sure they're going to concerts, large sporting events, or big conventions. But they will go, I think, on the individual trip. And that's where we benefit. You look at the feeder markets of Charlotte, Atlanta, Raleigh. These people have tremendous cabin fever right now. I think they will get in the car, take a trip, and we're positioned very, we're positioned very well for that. The interstate system getting from those around the southeast to us is very strong. But we actually extend our drive market even to, into Ohio because of Interstate 77. So we think we're in a good, good position to, to benefit early on and get some of these people back into South Carolina. You look at everything we have from the mountains to the sea, we really have a great outdoors adventure. We've had our Undiscovered campaign now for about six or seven years. And honestly, the word undiscovered is very appealing right now for travel. So we think we're in a great position to capture some of that market when the time comes. And I know you don't have a crystal ball, but when you talk to local leaders and economists behind the scenes, is it that hope of kind of a rubber band effect that we are going to snap back? I, I know there is going to be a effort to social distance for a while to make sure that we don't uh, bring COVID back because we just go out into the world and, and, and re-spread. Um, but do you feel like there is going to be a, a rubber band effect? Is that what folks are saying or, or what are you hearing? Uh, Carrie, I don't think it's a rubber band effect. I think it's a little slower than that. Um, we'll listen to the medical experts as to what works. Um, we're not going to try to reinvent the wheel. A lot of countries are a little ahead of us time-wise and what they're doing in other places to allow people to come back and feel safe. But it's paramount that people feel safe to go into places. Take restaurants, for example. You know, you may not see the same dining room you saw in all likelihood that you saw before. You're going to see things spaced out. Um, hotels, you're going to see, as I mentioned earlier, plastic, I mean, a, a plexiglass barrier possibly between the front desk person and someone checking in. Um, you may see only a few chairs around the pool. I think there are a lot of things that will be different. It's not necessarily the new normal. It is the next stage or phase, if you will, in this sort of crawl, walk, run process. So it doesn't come back quickly, but it comes back. But one of the sort of silver lines in the linings in this is people realize now how important travel is. Bernie mentioned a moment ago the importance of the tax base. It, that it generates for the state of South Carolina and for our counties and cities around the state. But also, you know, that mental aspect of it, the ability to shake hands with people, which you can't do right now. That, that is a large part of travel, interaction with other people. So we'll come back from this, but it's just not a quick snapback. It is a long, it's sort of a long process. I think we as a state can move through it faster than a lot of other places, though. And I know in the Great Recession, South Carolina benefited, you know, people cut out their, their very expensive trips to Europe or Canada or Alaska, and, and they went local. Do we anticipate the same thing happening here? Oh, by all means. You know, I think international travel is probably the last thing to recover. Um, and so the drop, as I mentioned earlier, being the drop market is a big advantage for us. Um, people, you're exactly right. People who may were thinking that sometime this fall they were originally were going to take an international trip will now take a domestic one. Um, I think the first phase is probably a fairly short, like the weekend trip, you know, three to four nights somewhere um, in the mountains along the coast where that may be. And then expands out from that to longer trips and a little further away. But we're in a great position with what we have, I think, in regard to capturing those people that get back in the car. And I think that's the first place they go. I think it's a little longer before they get back on the airplane. And, but to get people back in the car to go to those places where around our state from, and it's not just the big coastal destinations, you know, there's certainly Myrtle Beach, Charleston, Hilton Head, but there's also Buford, North Myrtle Beach, and Georgetown, Inland, Camden, Aiken, um, 
Greenville. Look at the places in the upstate along the mountain ridge. Highway 11. It's kind of like the coastal Highway 17. It's just along the base of the Blue Ridge Mountains. I think people are going to get back out, want to discover the outdoors, and we have a lot of that in South Carolina. We do live in an incredible spot, and I guess that's why it hits us hard, too, when we see uh, a lot of our neighbors uh, really trying to struggle in the hospitality industry right now, and especially uh, in the food and beverage industry. Uh, have you had discussions with the South Carolina Restaurant Lodging Association and all of you together trying to figure out how to support these folks and to keep them viable during this time? Yes, um, I talk to John Durst almost every day. Yeah, they're, you know, they're a phenomenal association. They have a tremendous number of a large percentage of the hotels and restaurants as members around the state. Obviously, particularly on the restaurant side and the hotel side, unemployment is, is well above 50% for those. And so um, they're doing a lot of things. They're virtual concerts. And by the way, I'll go ahead and put their website out there. It's scrla.org, O-R-G. Um, they do virtual concerts. They've had some, uh, they started a fund to um, help feed and help uh, supply funding if you, or revenue or income, if you will, for individuals that have been laid off. Um, they have certainly worked to help things through with the Department of Employment Workforce in terms of unemployment um, because, you know, there'll come a time we're going to need these people back. Um, but I think it is a time where, um, you know, we have to reach out and help those who help us get through these. And that's the people in the front lines. And it's for both hotels and restaurants. But they're doing a lot of great things with that association. I talk to John every day. They have a resiliency task force already formed um, that will talk about some of those things I mentioned earlier. What is the new, what does the next stage look like for a restaurant that opens its dining room? What is the next stage for a hotel that opens its restaurant, room service, the swimming pool, the fitness center? What are those new things? We can get that word out quickly, make people feel, make people feel comfortable when they come back into hotels and restaurants. But we'll certainly be the, um, the South Carolina Restaurant Lodging Association, along with along with input from PRT, will be part of that process. And do you have any insight on Clemson and Carolina football? <laughs> Go Cox. That's my biggest. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, you know, I, I think football will, I, I, you know, a little like Dabo on the other side. I do think football <laughs> will happen. The question is. Is there an audience? And if there is an audience, what does it look like? Is it every third or fourth seat? I just don't know. There are people on the athletic side and, and sports side that know more than I do, but I think it will be different. But, you know, that doesn't mean you can't cheer just as hard for your team. Amen. And, you know, room service isn't a bad thing, getting a little room service at one of our lovely uh, hotels or motels. What is Orion Myrtle Beach doing? You mentioned earlier they've actually closed hotels in Orion Myrtle Beach. Yeah, they a, a few weeks back, a couple few weeks ago, they passed a local ordinance uh, that would close uh, hotels, uh, not restaurants, but close hotels. Um, they've slowly started to reopen some. There are a few that open now in Myrtle Beach, and I think they're already sort of in that uh, baby steps, if you will, of the crawl phase. And so um, they'll work their way back. You know, again, Myrtle Beach is a they're a ninety percent drive market, so they're in great position to capture people who want to go back to the beach. And think about the time of year we're in. This is the time when the season really sort of kicks off for everyone. So the bad news is it's had a tremendous financial impact that it would not have had if it had been November, December. The good news is as we work our way back, we've got a great position with Mother Nature from a weather standpoint. Well, we really appreciate your time and all that you're doing. And obviously, um, as you mentioned, some of these dollars will come back. Uh, we got to keep people healthy 
and you know out of the hospitals and do the right thing um, from a moral standpoint. So thanks for all that you're doing, and we'll be checking back in with you. Uh, stay safe out there for you and your family. Thank you, Karen. Behind me is, is Discover is um, Dream Now, Discover Later. That's our campaign that's out there now. We're still doing inspirational things to keep people engaged because when they do are allowed to travel, we want them to think about South Carolina. I appreciate you allowing me to come on and talk for a little bit today. We appreciate you. Dwayne Parrish is the, direct, the director of the South Carolina Office of Parks, Recreation, and Tourism, PRT. Thanks for your time, Mr. Parrish. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Bernie. That was certainly very interesting. The hospitality industry has perhaps been hit harder than any industry in South Carolina. And in some states that wouldn't matter, but obviously South Carolina hospitality industry is perhaps the largest industry in South Carolina. So they, uh, in addition to the, their own income, they are huge tax generators for South Carolina and for local government. Just to take one example, local accommodations tax go into a fund to local governments, they give it to nonprofits to promote tourism and other things, and those are going to obviously be very badly hit. That's the thing, it's all interconnected. And, and you have some experience in this neighborhood. What are your thoughts? Is this going to be a long haul? It, it's going to be a long haul, and, and it's, uh, you know, there's some school of thought the government has overreacted. Um, and, but it's going to be a long haul, and, and people are not going to come back to South Carolina overnight. But as Dwayne mentioned several times, we are very uh, almost uniquely positioned to get that tourism trade once it starts back up. For sure, and that it may look a little different in the future. He mentioned, you know, going back to restaurants, things may look different. Going into that hotel, things may be spaced differently. We look forward to it coming back, and we need it to come back in a big way. For sure. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We're going to be back with another episode of The Buzz.